Oh, my son asked me to go to gun stores. Porn stores. Yeah, I th- <clears throat> there's a there's a lot of points where you're raising your son. You're like, I wish I was hanging out with a retarded kid every day. Yeah, you almost want to lure them to run into the street and get hit by an ice cream truck. Yeah, some, dude, sometimes your normal-ass kid talks about <laughs> fucking Minecraft too long, and you're like, God damn it, dude. I wish you were just obsessed with fucking like, wrestling divas and, <laughs> and like airsoft shit. <laughs> I, w- there, I wish I could get a weekend a month with a retarded kid instead of my son. Oh, man. Sweet oh. sweet boy. But <laughs> I, need it. I need someone as retarded on my level. John, you look like you have a lot of wrestling in your background. N- n- no, I was a kid. I was in the 70s wrestling. Like, you know, 80s, 80s. I'm not that old, much older. I'm about 10 years older than you guys. I don't, I'm not a... Yeah, Mike, you fucking <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm... 10 years younger than Mike, so... Uh, I, I think it's so cool that uh, Bryce is a wrestling... Referee. He's a referee. Like yeah, the, 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 the main actual... AEW referee is he's, a dude like from the comedy scene. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's action figures of him now. Who's, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Same size. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, chat. Thank you for coming to a very special Dad Me podcast. This is going to be a month of John Kensel. John Kensel, welcome. Chip Chantry, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. Chip's great. Chip, yeah, you look John. great with a knife. I've never seen you with, with a knife. That, yeah, it's because I'm always right behind you. And then I, <laughs> you'll never see me with a knife, Mike. This is the only time, buddy. It's the only time. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever screw with a butterfly knife? Like I, I, I no. I've always I, seen I it. I've always even, wanted to do it. And I don't even try. Know. Anytime yeah. anyone's ever shown me a butterfly knife, I go, "Oh, this is the thing that they swing around, huh? Cool." Yeah. And then I go, "Well, that was neat." And I act like I'm putting it down. And if they turn around and I have like a second where they're not looking, I'll do a quick like, ah, "You flip it on them." Fuck. Yeah, and it doesn't work, and I just put it down and go. All right, it's not for me. Uh, you, you have to watch like YouTube videos on how to do it. It's and then, but then at that point, dude, you're learning. You're learning knife spinning from YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I got, is I that who one, I want to be? Kind of exactly who I want to be. Actually, yes. <laughs> I had one of those like switchblade combs from the boardwalk in Seattle oh, when I was a bad kid. Boy. Man, I thought that was so cool. I was the best. There was an episode. Of That's Happy like divorce parent simulator. <laughs> 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 That's training wheels yeah. for your parents putting up. There's a famous episode of Happy Days. Fonzie's nemesis was Officer Kirk. And he's like, I finally got you new, Fonzarelli. What's this? And he pulls out the switchblade. And he goes, you're going to go to jail for a while for that. And uh, he go- Fonzie goes, what, for this? It's a comb. And he's like, Fonzarelli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, like the ultimate get. The switchblade comb. It doesn't even work. The blades are like, the teeth are like. Yeah. You sound uh, like a guy with a couple of broken combs in your van. <laughs> <laughs> they had other weapons with combs in them. John. Flamethrower comb. What's in that bag that you brought? <laughs> oh, uh. Yeah, it was nuts watching uh, him trudge up the street in the dark carrying right. a duffel bag full of uh, probably puppets. evidence. No, not that. Not that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, not that. Uh, I've got three bowling balls uh, with wigs. I got a, uh, a Jaws from... Uh, Moon, from Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy from Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. I'm going to get you... Wait, McGavin. that was the guy from Happy Gilmore? I'm going to get you, McGavin. Yeah. I mean, he got pretty yeah. retarded in his old... You know how guys get tall... Like, super yes. tall freak guys all no, end up kind of getting him. mutant-y? That's... Mm-hmm. Uh, he got... Yeah, he had that gigantism. Yeah, disease. he's got Ralph Sutton syndrome. Um, but you know, I got that... <laughs> I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's Moonraker. <laughs> <laughs> I believe... Oh, no, the spy who loved me. I'm sorry. He had a nail on his head. But he was a Moonraker, too. He's in the beginning of it. But you know how yeah. I got that? Uh, the ledger woods found in the trash. Really? Like, who would throw that <laughs> who out? Who throws that out? Because <laughs> I think it says, like, uh, 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 good luck, Raul, or something. <laughs> it's, and he wrote Jaws. He had to sign his name Jaws. Yeah, why, why did we not keep it? Like, he's like Jaws, and then he has a photocopy. Raul's like, Jaws, too. I mean, yeah. Raul does, did not have good luck. Yeah. That is definitely Mark. So you, <laughs> you guys found a, a, I know. a, a Richard a, Keel autograph. Let's throw it out. <laughs> I would say Root Randy. Randy. Yeah. Uh, it could have at least been recycled. Another one. Uh, you wouldn't know this is too old for you, but what in the it? '60s were sitcoms, the Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, yeah. and I, I know Beverly Hillbillies. Well, somehow they they did a Christmas episode, a Thanksgiving episode, a crossover. Were, so, they, but it's like a giant cross. There's like five shows there, but it's a uh, autographed by. This is the Avengers Endgame yeah. of racism. <laughs> <laughs> it's autographed by Ed. If any of you fuckers think I'm faking this shit, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I open it? <laughs> there is a certificate. What's the cert say? It probably says, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> I cashed your check. 
It, Whoa. It's a certificate of authenticity. Look at the gold wow. seal. This is kind of, Can this, I see that? There's an ebb. There's the because the gold seal is printed on. Actually, <laughs> it's got one of those like gold foil yeah. stamps. <laughs> no, it's weird too. When you buy it, like autographs, right? A, you think, oh, well, I got this. This is fake too. You can print this right. up your own. I mean, they were running out of ink when they printed this. <laughs> Did you have you look at this before? It, like the whole it says Arby's. That's <laughs> fucked up. I like how it's just all these hillbillies and then one like Trojan soldier oh, no, or like uh, Roman guard. It's uh, Jethro. I don't know why he was dressed up that way anyway. John, are your puppets authentic? No, but uh, there was a loser. Who sells these at the Columbus flea market? And I got it. And the Yogi puppet, like I may have shown before from Uncle Floyd Show. Yeah. So this Why guy, is this guy a loser? He has puppets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I thought you had like some sort of rivalry with <laughs> Puppet Joe. He's like, the <laughs> Steve Bix of puppetry. <laughs> well, uh, this is worth like. I, I, I went by and I go, that's like, there's a TV show in the, in, in the 70s to the 90s. Called the Uncle Floyd Show. It's an old guy who plays mm -hmm. piano, does little skits and stuff. Well, he had this that that puppet there, and it's worth a lot of money. It's worth like three hundred dollars. I got it for like forty five hours. That's and, a steal. And but and once he once he kicks, that's my retirement fund right there. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I went by the guy later on, like a, six months later, and he's back again. Uh -huh. And he goes, "Yo, man, I got the female version of that doll." Oh. Right. And he goes, "You want it?" I go, "Not really." He goes, "Twenty bucks." Right. I go, all right. He goes, yeah, it's his, it's his girlfriend. And I found out uh, it's his sister in, in, uh, in Puppet Land. Was it already too late? Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was much too late, yeah. Uh, now, he's, he's now wait, before you go any business. further, John, oh, I just I just want to let everybody know, want to know, let everybody know what's going on with Tim. Tim is really uh, struggling don't here. Don't worry about the back me. Issue. I'm fine. <laughs> Um, I just feel like I got kicked in the balls and I'm going to shit my pants. And <laughs> literally any minute movement is causing me excruciating agony. Aside from that, dude, I'm in an incredible mood. I've never seen you like this, man. I know. I feel like a real bitch. Do you want a battery-powered wheelchair? Damn, I thought you were going to say Percocet. <laughs> that been, I got to have one around here somewhere. That would have been pretty. Yeah, if you could check like the AC vents or something <laughs> or like on top of a vanity right. somewhere, that would be really great for me. I worked with a, a guy one time with the remodel kitchen and we moved a moves an oven out of the way and people's house they had the medicine you know the one cabinet has all your medicine in it yeah and there was old pills behind the floor and he goes i'm taking one of them and like these things have like rats dancing on mice and i don't know it's been there since every uh, if you move in an oven in philadelphia there's like chocolate sprinkles all over the floor yeah and there's nothing but mouse shit and pills because they fell bouncing and uh he took something he thought was a it was like a big like a mento it was a like throws a uh what's a 714 the Ludes from the seven Quaaludes. Like yeah. And then he took it and then he goes, oh, I don't feel good. He started getting all sweaty and throwing oh, up outside. No. Like, you don't take medicine that's 38 years old. That's <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's the pull of the Quaalude, though. <laughs> like, Quaaludes were so sick that if a dude who had them, like, found a pill on the ground, be like, this could be a lewd. I'm going to try it out. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's probably birth control. Um, <laughs> there's a movie called Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Well, there's a TV show Ever in the heard 70s. Of it? Called Ghostbusters with Larry Storch and the other guy, but autographed. Who was Larry Storch in? Wasn't he in a bunch of stuff? A bunch of stuff. He's the voice of different shows. Uh, Were these all found in the trash, or did you meet these fellas? Now, wait a minute. Back up on that picture. There's a gorilla on that. What's yeah, this his is story? Because, do you remember? Because there was a cartoon, the Ghostbusters. Do you remember the Ghostbusters yeah, cartoon? And there was a gorilla in it. And then there was like the real Ghostbusters well, cartoon. In, yeah. I don't think in it was the 90s when they. Uh, Stopped requiring gorillas in cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Look how stupid he is. He has a, be a beanie on his head with a propeller on it. Just right. Um, how do you think they trained that gorilla to wear the beanie? <laughs> oh, it's I read glued about to his head. I read about that guy. What did he do? He built a gorilla suit in the 50s. Mm -hmm. So he'd get work in movies. But we finally perfected the technology. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fake looking. He worked for 40 years playing gorillas in movies, like wacky sitcoms. Oh, what's behind that closet? A gorilla. Yeah. It was him. He worked constantly with that gorilla suit. Wow. Um, I went to the Bucks, the Bristol Dinner Theater in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Oh, John, what is where, this? Uh, <laughs> but Louis Anderson was there. I got his autograph. Uh, yeah. I thought that was Life Goes On's Christopher Burke. Uh, <laughs> have you seen him lately? No. He's from. Isn't he from the area around here? I know he performs around here yeah. Who's in that? Philly. Christopher Burke from Life Goes On. Oh, yeah. He's got a great... Celebrate. I, I'll never forget one of his songs. Awesome. It was called uh, Eating Is Fun. Eating is fun. Eating is serious. Eat too much, you're going to de be delirious. Eat too little, you're going to disappear. Yes, that's when eating gets serious. Eating is so much fun. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing untrue about that. Yeah, uh, yeah he nails it. 
Whoa. Saget. A Saget. That shit speaks to me. Chip's buddy. Yeah. Oh. Chip, Chip opened for him several, several times. Chip, what do you think about the rumor that he was murdered by a trans prostitute? I mean, it's it's just it's so weird. It's so weird. I it's like I can't even think about what uh, what what happens. And like, there's I don't think we're ever gonna know. Which is just like that's the craziest part. Like that nobody's ever gonna find out. What well, do you think his family knows, right? I'd assume so, but I, I don't know. You know, because yeah. he he had COVID, but like three months earlier. Hmm. And uh, who was a female comedian? She collapsed on stage and banged her head. Oh, I forget, but it was so fucking Not funny. Cummings, but the other girl. But that was uh, so fucking funny. Um, oh my god, uh, Heather McDonald. Heather McDonald. Yeah. But uh, they they thought that maybe Bob Saget hit his head in the bathroom or in the back backing board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just ridiculous. Like that's a lot. He was pretty tall though. Yeah. If yeah. his if his if his legs went from one hundred to zero. And his head dropped that far and yeah. hit the ground. Yeah, I can um, see that smashing your brain. Yeah, they, and they said even if like you hit carpet like that, it could like people have like fractured skulls or whatever they don't realize right away. Like they're just like I'm John. Like, what's the worst injury that one of your puppets has sustained? Yeah, I was with Wid down in South Philly. <laughs> he was renting a house from a drunken Irish plumber, and uh, the guy died in a drunk driving accident in the Poconos. But Wid stayed there for another four years because the family just let him stay there. I don't know what he was paying for. It was a Eighth and Oregon Avenue. And he, you know, anyway, the floor, the house, with trash picks, and he's finding like broken Monopoly games and mm-hmm. dented dent hula hoops and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's floor to ceiling of shit. And uh, I had the, the, the black haired Oogie puppet, and I was, uh, load my truck up, and Wig goes, "Can we make room for my bag of ripped Life magazines?" <laughs> and uh, the, the puppet, the puppet fell out and smacked his face on the ground and broke his face all broke apart and his eyes were like facing that oh way. Oh my god! And uh, how many years are you cursed for that? <laughs> I imagine that. But uh, I actually went like, "Fuck, that thing's worth like a couple hundred dollars." Even though it looks yeah. stupid, but um, I, I had to use it for anyway. Now embarrassing me as a twenty-five-year-old man, ladies, uh, <laughs> calling up a, a puppet repair guy. But, and there's some guy in like New Hope, right? And the, the guy sounds like. There's a guy that repairs puppets? Yeah, but I talked to the guy. He sounds like he's the manager at a Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Well, I had to see it first. And, you know, he goes, it's 175 hours con- consultation fee. So I just went out and bought Crazy Glue and put his face back together. <laughs> but the. Because uh, uh, no. you didn't want to deal with a homosexual puppet repairman? <laughs> John? I would have gave the guy a chance. Actually, I only go to gay puppet repairmen, dude. That's an underserved community. All right, you can go. Look, you can rely on Big Puppet to fix your shit for you. I'm gonna spend the money on a local gay guy, buddy. No offense, but we're all missing a few strings. You know what he did say too? I sent him a picture of it. He goes, "Tell you what, go find one on eBay and get rid of that thing." Like he told me to buy another one. Oh no! (laughs) Thank God he's not a funeral director. Or an adoption agency. They, uh, <laughs> like uh, the, the the racist cowboy from Oh from uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. He wrote that word on there. No, no, but he's there. It's funny. He he sells uh, uh, what are you, beans with his face on it from the, yeah. the famous dinner scene at there. Uh, Novelty uh, beans. They all, there's a famous windbreaking scene. It was the first time a movie. Blazing Saddles. Oh film. man. Uh, oh Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, she was famous on TV. I like that you took the time to laminate some of these, <laughs> and then you also stuffed all of them in a duffel bag <laughs> with rags. I've been on my Tinder dates. with multiple oogies. Another Larry Storch. You have two Larry Storches. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my license plate says on my. He and his buddies just like sit there with Larry Storch oh. pictures, like got it, got it, need it, got it. <laughs> oh, the dad that's from, that's, from Teen Wolf. That's yes. He just went to heaven and he signed it. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah, imagine he, he's been on like the longest yard, the Burt Reynolds football movie. Right. He's been on TV shows, but he's most known for that. Yeah. That father. You know, that's funny too. We we talked about it before. Like you could probably do a whole podcast. Michael J. Fox rules, and he never knows his dad's a werewolf ever. Yeah. He has perfect hair. <laughs> I yeah. do think that that is kind of like an allegory for for rearing a son. Uh, is that they they never find the werewolf inside of you. You know what I mean? That, so yeah. that's, to me, that speaks to my yeah, heart. There's, there's people who have analyzed that movie like that, too. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. And that movie has the famous scene in the end when he makes the basketball shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, there's a guy jerking off in the stands. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh. It's, no, you're, there's, there's <laughs> here's his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my sad card. 
Yeah, no, there's like if you remember the end, the end as the credits are rolling, everybody runs off of the stands like to come down on the court to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And this guy stands up and is like his dick is just like hanging out of his pants. And it's like it's obvious. Oh, and it's, it's in the movie and you can watch it. And I just was the, literally watching it. It was like on. You know, like USA yeah. or something like that a few weeks ago, and I was watching it, and they still show it. Like, Dude, imagine yeah, having yeah. a dick so big that it ruins a movie. Uh, yeah, and like no one spotted it, and this is before like CGI. They couldn't put like a you remember funny the paper plate from Delco Proper, right? Um, oh, you almost ruined a TV show. Yeah, what movie? Well, when we were filming Delco Proper, Tim was wearing sweatpants, and they made him put a paper plate down the front of his because pants because <laughs> his bulge was too much. That's I. I think I. Ladies saw in Nebraska were complaining. <laughs> When you if <laughs> if the, the listeners tonight watchers tonight it tested uh, well with puppet repair man I don't know why they <laughs> I don't know why they were fucking breaking my balls about it <laughs> uh, if you if you do a Google search of that scene you know how YouTube has the similar videos mm -hmm. but it has that other scene is just just as crazy from uh, Mr Nanny with Hulk Hogan riding a motorcycle down the next door river in Florida and Hulk Hogan's like riding a big chopper for no reason at all there's a guy. Picks up a black lab and throws it. In the oh river. yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> That's the one that like whips it off like the yeah, side of the road. And it's just, I don't know how they got it, or why they did that. And it's almost know. like I don't know. Uh, Hollywood's a weird place full of fucking creeps. There's the other scene in back to. But the, you were in the West Coast for a while. Yes, John was a part of that scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for like a year and a half, uh, Chip came in to visit me. Well, yeah, that's when I got the uh, the role as a Swedish German. Big-headed The judge skating. I went with you To that uh, yeah. that audition And you know It's he'll, he'll tell you too it, It's Growing up uh, What's that story like, What's that saying uh, the, the biggest trick The devil ever made Is make you think You didn't exist yeah, yeah 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 The biggest thing Is that you think Hollywood's really art It's just a job It's anything You go to when you, you see Oh my god He's on a TV show Then you get there You see all like Wires and lights And it's all not the golden image. It's, I'm not putting it down. But it's 99% like union dudes yeah, in cut-off shorts and like Timberlands. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. It's like you, yeah. like you see all the glitz and glamour and it's 90% of Hollywood. So you're completely disenfranchised or disillusioned when you get out there. Oh, imagine how uh, a chick feels. Disenfranchised. When they go out there, like, oh, I'm going to be the next actress. And it's there's a, there's so many hot girls when you walk down like Hollywood. There's a, one after another. But like, you know, and they get like used up. And the next thing you know, they date like the Washington Generals. Isn't that uh was that Midnight Cowboy? Yeah, yeah, it's hmm. uh, but you see, it's it's you know, it's just a job, and we see, I see all, I'm not putting it down, uh, but I see like our young comedian friends like at one contest at young I'm gonna move to New York, I'm gonna move to L A. You know, it's and then you find it to be 40 years old with six roommates and some shit house doing an open mic nights. I think you're better working on creating like you did with you know then making projects like I see a lot of comedians from like move, moving out of LA. like Steve Byrne the Korean Asian yeah the Korean Asian Korean Irish comic yeah he moved to, to Nashville and Nick DePaul moved to Atlanta like you don't have to live in LA anymore but like who, who just two, two female comedians I know just moved to New York this week uh, and I'm like well good luck you know it's John what was the puppet scene like out in Los Angeles <laughs> was it to your liking or at the end of my street was the magic shop and, oh, all right. We and stayed I, there. Yeah, no, no. We stayed at the Magic Ma Castle. Yeah, at the end of my old street, where that was a magic shop. Was that where you on Whitley? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a, and it was all, this old guy had, it, and like he was known for like I don't know, being a magician for sixty years, but he had all uh, shitty tricks. Mm. There, right? But up on a shelf, he had Halloween masks that nobody bought from like the forties and fifties, and uh, they like the monkey one there, right? But they uh, after a while they dry out. And it was really creepy. It was like, mm -hmm. just, yeah, the rubber starts peeling yeah, off of itself. And it's like, like oh, that one there. And then after all, like, even the autographs, like, I don't think I've ever paid more than like twenty bucks for them just for a, a joke, not because like they're 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 not magical people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's Wilford Brimley. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he framed just from the pe the people you've chosen oh. to obtain autographs yeah. from. It's clear you know yeah. you don't think these are magical people. Dollar store picture. <laughs> I love how we can tell who you hold in high regard by how their picture is cared for. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's his name? You hate this fucking guy. Oh, Curtis Armstrong. The guy with the from Revenge of Better the Off Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Better Off Dead. He's a character. Then you find he, in real life he's like sixty-eight years old, um, but he, he signs that shit. He wrote you a letter on that fucking thing. Yeah, I, I mean, know. He didn't. Yeah, he he took um, his time. Uh, I don't know if I got any. Oh, Gomez from the Adams family who's still alive. Uh, <laughs> Wally from the Beaver who just died. Damn, uh, he was hot there too. It doesn't even look like him. 
Um, Jesus Christ. So some of these, I guess from oh. the dead people, this is your retirement fund we're looking oh, yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I'll go to the Social Security office. <laughs> Where did you get this fucking right. bag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling like one of those trick bags. This is from the magic shop. That thing, John. <laughs> yeah. He's got a coat rack in there. Uh, when Big Daddy Graham, the comedian sports character, passed mm. away, his wife said, uh, "You can have anything you want, just don't take like, the Sinatra records." And I, they, so I went there with some people, and they, you know, he, whatever. He was a big music collector. I grabbed an autographed Phil Stiller <laughs> picture. Nobody even knows who she is anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, she, if you watch, watch a taper, it, the jokes are awful. They're like so terrible. Uh, she's like, uh, my, my my husband Fang couldn't couldn't do lawn work if whatever. If the, I don't know. The Wee Record gave blowjobs. I don't know. <laughs> but just the jokes just sucked. <laughs> Did you ever watch dated comedy like that? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's really oh, bad. Um, and I shouldn't say. It. I'll just bring myself into it. You ever watch? You ever watch an early set of your own? Oh god! Oh, god. Holy oh, shit! Oh god! Uh, and some people have my stuff on on face. I'm like, take it down. Like it's like. You ever watch a yeah. recent set of yours? And you're oh, like, oh, I <laughs> still yeah, suck. Yeah. Even like a week later, like, you know, Chip has a, your, your, like your CD, which I think is great. But it's not, like McGonagall has one. It's, it's like, hey, did you hear about Walter Mondale? It's like, oh, my God. He's got 15 minutes on the McDLT. <laughs> well, I, this is what happens when, when none of us leave it Philadelphia. This is what we're did you go out to Los Angeles when John was out there? He visited. I went out for yeah, ten, like 10 days. Oh, yeah. I thought you lived out there as well. He's, I lived out there a couple years ago. I was out there. But I not worked, when John was I worked there? on a okay. show for like six months, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, was that? I went out with with John, and the first night I was there because he was working. He was doing all he was like doing a lot of extra work and some acting, and he was working like 12, 14 hour days. So I was just kind of doing my thing. And the one night I went out was it the powerhouse that uh, bar. I just told my story tonight, and uh, there was a a power outage when like the whole town like just went dark, and I had to walk like eight blocks back to his apartment, and it's so it's just blackness, and you just hear people around but you can't see anything and there was one of these helicopters that were uh that, like with the spotlight looking for somebody and it was coming around the like as i was approaching an intersection it was coming down and this dude was running in the spotlight like they were chasing him and he just like ran right it's gotta be exciting me. for him like um, it was pretty great if he's yeah. a ham like you kind of want to ham yeah. it up when they got the spotlight you, on you know what's weird too like if you go to a bar around here like look at these hammerheads like these are Philly. like yo what's going on cause <laughs> Out in LA, I kind of missed that. I, I tried to find a place like that, and uh, I finally found a place behind. Ran into uh, a lot of velvet got, ropes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but there's a place not too far we stayed. I think we we may even went in there at the time we went there like six years ago. But Chip just mentioned a place on on a I forget which street, but it's called the Powerhouse. And oh yeah, it, we it, did go there. But the, there, the there, Beatles drank there. Yeah, but there, but is it the gay bar? There's one. It's it's a, it's. It, well, I saw like construction workers going in. And I think, oh, there's a good working class Joe Bar. Oh, I saw an Indian chief go in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. What the hell? All these cops are going here. Sorry. Most of the chip guys. But they, uh, here it's a big game. You guys bar. serve puppet guys? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take some Jameson and he'll take some turpentine. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> you trying to put words in my mouth? <laughs> you get that's yes, you get chicks going to bar a puppet. <laughs> the puppet calls are a c word. Fucking annoying. Um, but uh, oh my god, the uh, but the powerhouse I thought was a regular like Joe six pack bar, and no, here it's it's all manly gay guys like bikers. We I, missed out because when we were in there, I think it was just you, me, and Dan. Yeah. uh but there's a bar that was up by behind Hollywood and Highland, like their version of like Times Square. That's all people with our accents, and it's it's interesting. Ah, uh, oh, the brain injured community. In yes. LA. <laughs> uh, but um, we used to go uh, on Sunday mornings. We'd go to watch Eagles games when I was living there with like uh, Rob Rob Banowitz and and Brendan and Aaron. Those guys. We, we would go, and there was a bar on Sunset that it was an Eagles bar. So we, like we would go to see all the Eagles games. But it was all these dudes who had lived out there for like 10 years 
who were still trying to like be Eagles fans and mm-hmm. do what they think Eagles fans did, uh, and it was the most embarrassing shit. We were just sitting in a booth, watch the Eagles games. Were and they just, pissing in sinks? And yeah, like it's just they were really trying to overdo it, and we're like, yeah, uh, it's St. John throwing batteries, all that embarrassing ex- shit. Yeah, exactly. But like they're all actors too, so it's just like a bunch of extras knocking their wives out over dinner. Yeah, yeah. There's a commercial on the radio uh, for advertising for Chip Philly's cheesesteaks. But the guy had like a Brooklyn accent, like, yo, what, Anthony? I want a good cheesesteak. Oh, and, I'm eating cheesesteaks over here. And it, and, yeah. that, and it wasn't a Philly accent. It was like Boston, yeah. New York. And uh, and you, you always hear that saying to uh, uh, the, the rolls. They're, they're not, they don't have the right water. Yeah, in it. they don't got yeah. the right bread. Yeah. Um, I think it would be the easiest thing, because it's all retard food. This is what I don't understand. You can make a national chain of just extremely cheap to make food. That, but it also probably is if you if you are from anywhere else in the world and you eat a cheesesteak, it probably tastes like dog food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably thoroughly disgusting yeah. in its normal. So when Philly people travel and they go, "Hey, this ain't a real cheesesteak," because it's like, yeah, dude, because that's not real food. <laughs> You're eating like frozen cat preserves <laughs> with like a a fake salt cheese. But I digress, dude. I'm glad that you came back from L.A., but I wanted to know about what it was like when you made the decision to move back to Philly. You had seen uh, a little bit of what was going on. Oh, all right. This will be... Uh, you got in some work. I, I also kind of like... You don't make any money doing comedy on L.A., but that's where you get discovered. And if you do get discovered, they get a job as a writer. But you might just like, get like a, what, 13-week contract? Right. Like, and I'm not putting it down. To make scale. But you got to right. keep hustling and hustling. But I would go to open mic nights. after been doing comedy like around here, and then it's a... Uh, you go to a show. And the first five guys in the show were, his credits are, this guy has a show on Tarzana. And this guy runs a nice room in Pasadena. And it's just paybacks for other guys who had rooms. And it was all very similar. Uh, it's like a spider web of like lower level networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, we went to, a, I think we went to a couple of things at the yeah. UCB Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was neat. That, that was a, when the improv community was real happening. Uh, but, uh, and then, yeah, you kind of. Shame mi- about all the sexual assault that's going <laughs> yeah. on. But. That's right. I don't even yeah. know if it's even still open, but it's. Uh, no, I think improv's gone. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it disappeared um, and no one asked any questions. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, I, I miss my, my family and friends. It's just weird saying that. And uh, I'd, probably, I'd probably be living out there if I wasn't doing comedy. I would get a job somewhere and just yeah. enjoy the weather. It's so nice. So I drive back and I get to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and my engine blew in my truck. I'm like, ugh. So I find a mechanic and, and he goes, look, for $2,500, I'll, I'll get you a, a, a rebuild engine and put it in my truck for me. So nine days later, I had to stay in a hotel, and I'm walking around with water white and Breaking Bad, and uh, the guy had a, just, it just sucked being stuck in Albuquerque for nine days, and I, I drive back across the country. It's, it's exactly 40 hours from where we're sitting at, if you drive, and uh, uh, I got to St. Louis, and my transmission went. It's another 2,500 hours, and I'm not being mean, but uh, I swear that where I was at in St. Louis, not attractive people. John, at any point when your car troubles happen, had did you consider trading one of your puppets in? <laughs> I had the po- the cop puppet. <laughs> oh, I so my my transmission goes in St. Louis, right? Uh, and, the, and and the guy's like, you better throw this engine out and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I have a brother in Pennsylvania. All right, this seems like a great time to thank our sponsors. This episode of Dad Meat. Is brought to you by Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com, use promo code FATBIRD, you can get all kinds of great shit from there. I'm wearing Manscaped underwear right now. You couldn't even tell that, could you? Nope. You could. I've never. I could feel it, yeah. I've never been more comfortable. Actually, I have been more comfortable, but I was back on painkillers then. <laughs> but without painkillers. what's comfortable after? Can I ask you, like, what. Is it breathable? Is it. I don't smooth? really notice I'm wearing it. Not okay. sweaty. Not yeah. sweaty. Or Where anything? if I'm wearing, like, fucking American Eagle underwear, like, I know I'm wearing drawers. Right. Whereas right now, I feel like my balls are melting into this chair. Yeah. If you go to manscaped.com, promo code FATBIRD, you have access to their full line of products, including Crop Reserver, which is ball deodorant, Crop Reviver, which is ball toner. There's a very big difference there. And basically, if you want your balls to smell like a like a spring after a rainstorm, John. <laughs> like a puppet repairman's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> my friends and I talked about this over the bonfire last night when we were drinking. About manscaping, yeah. I go, you got to, every, every, you have to. It's, it's every modern day grooming magazine. I go, no one wants to see a girl go looks like a guy's a coconut from the seventies down there, right? <laughs> right. So take and, it from John Cancel, go to manscaped.com, <laughs> promo code Fatbird, and, and get you'll get twenty percent off your entire order. We also want to thank our 
Sponsors of Blue Chew. If you go to bluechew.com, use promo code FATBIRD. I can't vouch for them enough. You're going to get a free sample of Blue Chew. You just got to go through their brief interview process, which is they do like a two-minute video conference with you. And before you know it, you got Blue Chew on the way. I swear by Blue Chew. Anybody that watches this show knows that Monday is my big sex day. It's the only day of the week that my wife and I have together. (laughs) And brother, you better believe we're fucking swinging around that bedroom like goddamn outbreak monkeys. But go to bluechew.com, promo code FATBIRD, get a free sample. You just got to pay the five bucks shipping and handling. Uh, Well, so, oh, uh, BetterHelp. How's that going for you? I I had a very good session on Friday with my therapist. I've been using BetterHelp for the past okay, couple yeah. months. And, uh, yeah, I had a rough spell over the, over the fucking summer, and it got really bad. And I attribute my turnaround to Tim, to microdosing, and to BetterHelp. And if you go to BetterHelp.com, use promo code FATBIRD, or BetterHelp.com slash FATBIRD, you'll get 10% off your first month. You could do either video conferencing, you could do... Over the telephone, you can do text conferencing, like text messaging with your therapist, whatever you want to do. It stays between you and your therapist. And one of the best options about it is that you have the option to change therapist if you just don't jive with them right off the bat. One thing, one thing I want to, okay, so you, like I've been saying that uh, therapy is what you make of it, right? Sometimes right. it's not even like a therapist that you talk to, right? We're just all about self-improvement. However, if you want to try something out with a therapist, I did this a lot. If you've got something that you're kind of like, is this the right, is this the way I should be doing things? I would just hit my therapist constantly like, yo, what do you think of this? Like, yo, dude, I kind of like am faking a job. I don't think my career actually exists. I'm kind of just like mostly thinking about my family all day. Is this cool? He'll be like, yeah, dude, that's fine. Or he'd be like, I don't know. That might be a little bit misguided. Maybe you should change your focus. I like doing that. So, and I think that's a sign of good. If you're looking for a jumping off point. Yeah. You don't just like go to a therapist and they go, well, what's wrong? What hurts? And you go, my feelings. You got to go in there just like, yo, I don't know. Me personally, I'm in a phase right now where I'm not sure I have any idea what's going on in general. I might be pretty far from any kind of objective truth. Tim actually drove from his house to my house in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's cool knowing someone who uh, actually studied uh, can just you know either back you up or kind of check you. It's a, like saying. one of the best aspects about BetterHelp. One, I like not having to fucking go anywhere because that was a big hang up before. Is it, is it done through the, online? The yeah, case? you do. Oh. I, I just sit here and I have my phone set up and I talk oh. to the lady. And I, I like not having to go anywhere. And I like You're one step closer to the phone from her. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about more about Dude. that. But go to BetterHelp.com. Promo I code hop on my Sibian and I, <laughs> I Zoom with my therapist. But for real, check out BetterHelp.com. Promo code FATBIRD. If you really need to talk to somebody, that's the way to go. It, they make it quick. They make it easy. And uh, you get the most out of it. And there's no fucking, there's no weird haggling because I know a lot of times if you've gone to in-person therapy, I've been in some fucking nut houses where you got to sit there and you got to be amongst the fucking psychopaths. There's none of that shit. The middleman's cut out. You just... Type in your fucking information and you're ready to go. They get you set up quickly. Perfect. And uh, oh, I want to thank our our sponsor, True Classic. If you go to trueclassic.com, they have an awesome line of men's activewear. And if you choose to order anything from there, you get 25% off your entire order. I'm not wearing one tonight, but for the past month, all I've been wearing around the house is True Classic t shirts. And man, they really make my fucking tits pop, Tim. <laughs> That's a, have you noticed that about me lately? I have noticed that about you, but uh, as a person whose weight has fluctuated up and down, it's hard for me to settle into a comfortable t-shirt. You know what I mean? And I then, do. And then you get one where you're like, ooh, this is kind of complimentary, and then you run it through the dryer one too many times, mm-hmm. you lose that fit, and then it's gone forever. But I think uh, my experience with True Classic is I've, I've felt that fit every time. Definitely the best fits. Uh, I'm a little bit of a fat fuck, if you haven't noticed. But True Classic has the best fit t-shirts that I've found. And I'll do this move where I'll stand in the doorway to the bedroom wearing nothing but a t-shirt. And I'll put my hands on the doorway. So uh, my nugget... Does it accentuate your dong when um, your shirt fits right? It does, man. My wife's looking at me. She's like, damn, that shirt fits you right. You better put that thing away, boy. <laughs> I do that in the Coles dressing room. <laughs> I, I tried to patent John Cancel's dong shadow to make it look bigger. It's a shadow you, you paint on your thigh. <laughs> so go to trueclassic.com. You get 25% off your entire order. And if you choose to order over 100 bucks worth of stuff, you get free shipping as well. It's uh, it's some of the most comfortable stuff that I own. So check it get out. Get your full wardrobe <laughs> now. <laughs> One of the first sure. jokes I ever did was that like all comics used to have jokes about penis enlarging stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, like, it's expensive as pills, so I just put that doll furniture around it. 
<laughs> Monopoly houses and shit. That's my, I, I, to this day, I remember the first time I ever met John. I don't even know if I met you. I just saw you at the Comedy Cabaret open mic. It's my first time there. And you were doing a character called Jack, Jackie Gigabyte. He was this computer nerd. And he had this like keyboard. And he would just like, put it this way. Put it this way. And he would just like say jokes. And he goes... He said something about his mom being angry. He goes, my mom hasn't been that angry since I, since she caught me putting my sister's Barbie hat on Mr. Funny. <laughs> if, if, a joke, if a joke bombed, I hit delete, right? Delete. And, yeah. and, and, he to, and he used to say, uh, uh, he used to say uh, though I may look like a nerd, I once got busy in a CompuServe bathroom. <laughs> that, uh, um, that, but the other night we were talking about Grooming yourself, shaving down there, right? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. said that to my friend who's a milkman, Civil Warian actor. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and I go, you know, about shaving. I go, read any, look on your phone. I just put men's grooming. It tells you to groom yourself in that area. Uh -huh. And he, and he looked, I was like, I was crazy. Because he, he still he buys those 25 yeah. cent big disposable razors. I think he's, he's a, shaving. I'm like, I'm like, shaving skin off of his own penis. Yeah. I'm like, uh. He goes, I'm like, think about how you should, you watch adult romance videos. The girls, you know, Bear is a kumquat and he's got. <laughs> Like looks like Don King on a volleyball, or like, looks, like, looks like Wilson. Right? Like yeah, that's fucking gross. Chip, where do you stand on this issue? Dude. Uh, John, yeah. I can't take you. <laughs> He's a, gonna call the therapy right now. What's your problem? This, this yeah, I'm just oh, gonna call BetterHelp. Just show Public live all. Be like, excuse me, what do you think? Insane. A little off the sides. Yeah. It's insane, man. Yeah. Man, isn't it like this is like the perfect storm? Um, it's it's. About 95 degrees in this fucking room. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we got fucking Pete Kensel here. We we got fucking Chip Chantry and a bag full of puppets. Yeah. This is how I want to die. Yeah. When. By the way, I, I don't want to do that. I, I, I apologize. Uh, I know you're not feeling great, Tim, but I think this might make you better. If you can just have something behind your ear right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 how do you do that? How do you feel right now, Tim? Yeah. Worse. <laughs> so much fucking worse, dude. It's a, it was a plate in his head he needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had an uncle, my, my uncle Joe. Uh, mm -hmm. If people had, he talked out the side of his mouth. Okay. Uh, Puppeteer, and, no. <laughs> right, he talked like that. And I, Puppeteer or stroke. But uh, one of my one of my relatives was talking about how they they're going through a bout of depression, and he thought he was being funny, and he goes, "Anybody that would go to a psychiatrist ought to have their head examined." All right. <laughs> well, he tried to commit suicide like three months later himself. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, real, real quick though, but my my truck broke down. St. Louis the transmission went, so I'm so I'm standing there with my brown pickup truck, and a, a St. Louis cop pulls up, and I think it's I forty or something. It's it's the major highway that comes across mm -hmm. from there from from California, and this nerdy cop comes up and goes, uh, he goes, uh, you wouldn't have anything contraband in your in your truck. I had all the bus tubs like clothes and shit and stuff. In it. Yeah, a couple of illegal puppets. I, I think there was only like one puppet at the time. It was a vent ventriloquist. Anyway, sock. Uh, but it's they a uh, sting. So he goes, uh, he goes, you want to have anything in there? Would you? I go, no. He goes, what are you doing? I got the transmission. I'm waiting for triple A. He goes, you wouldn't mind if we took a look. All right. I go, sure, no problem. I, I, so he calls up a canine cop. Oh, no. I take all my shit on my truck, and put it over the highway, and he goes, this dog here uh, had the biggest drug bust. It got like f like four or forty million dollars in heroin. It came back, and here it's a big gateway from California to like St. Louis, Chicago area. This highway, and my truck was just screaming, "Pull me over!" Mm -hmm. And here I didn't find anything in there. And I go, uh, "Maybe you could find my comedy career, that dog." Right? Like, <laughs> right? And, there, and, and actually, I was really cool to cop. I put everything. The back. dog tried to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy, <laughs> the dog was so depressed. And I and I. So I had to check in like a, a Motel Six. It was I'll never forget. It was it was Mother's Day. I'm in the hotel room and, I, and uh, they, they, someone took the uh, "Do Not Disturb" sign. So I made one because I, I went to sleep and uh, the housekeeper banged on the door anyway because you probably couldn't read oh, English. No. I go, I don't need you. Sorry. And she goes, Okay. And I hear a door shut and then I hear. <laughs> she spit a big hawker outside. Like she probably cursed me. <laughs> and then I and then I, I drove back from there. <laughs> um, you could have avoided all those car problems oh if you just God. were sweeter to that maid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did, did you? Did you? You didn't drive the car. You flew out there, right? I actually drove. I flew oh, out did. there for that. But last year, uh, Mark and I, Mary's yeah. boyfriend and I, drove out to San Diego and back. It was great. Oh, they they went to the wedding there. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was the thing I told you? Oh, <laughs> Chip and Mary Marzinski's boyfriend went at a wedding. Got there and uh, I said, I told Chip, you know what you should do as a joke. 
when the priest says, <laughs> it says, anybody object to this wedding match? Marriage, right? And Chip hired the San Diego chicken to come running in. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the funniest thing in the world. Imagine your wedding. <laughs> and the San Diego chicken comes running in. Chip, when you marry people, is, yep. there, is there a part of you that wants to turn down weddings if you don't think they're a good fit? Yeah, I mean, I don't like doing it anyway. I, I don't like it. I've officiated like seven weddings, and I, n I never feel comfortable when, doing it. What's the uh, success rate for those seven weddings? I, I'm 100% so far. So, yeah. Oh. yeah. But, I mean, it's it's let's give it time. But, Have they uh, watched Chris Benoit's Dark Side of the Ring yet? <laughs> That's what I give them as a present. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Chip told me he got did that, I went and got certified, too, at that oh, church nice. at Universal. Yeah. Florida. Well, I've been getting emails. You probably got them, too, that they're trying to not clap. You know, this is obviously like just a... Red fake, tape. They're, fake. they're throwing red tape in front of you. Because <laughs> people are actually dating it and trying to claim tax exempt status for you know, yeah, their houses and shit. And, uh, and I, was, I think it was like twenty five dollars. Yeah. And for like another ten dollars, I could have become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I still get emails from them saying I did, I did two weddings and uh, that that worked too. And uh, I go, do you have any vows? They go, no, find some. They uh, no, they go, John, do you know any? So I found some old foreigner songs. <laughs> I'm the one who wants to be with you. <laughs> Is that not, not Nelson? Was that yeah. a, uh, Mr. Big? Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was more than words. Is all that I can say. To... What's the matter, with you? You got to no respect. <laughs> Shut up in your face. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, speaking of puppets, hmm? my favorite. Story ever with a comedian with a puppet on stage. Okay. He was at the Comedy Works. Ah. Uh, P. Muckles and went to heaven. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was years ago. I was brand new. I was hosting at the the Comedy Works in Bristol, PA. It was a rowdy crowd, and I go up and I do my ten minutes or whatever, and it's I I eke by and I just kind of fly under the radar. And then there was this middle. I didn't, I never met the guy before or after, but he was this guy. And he was. I guess he was funny. But there was a woman, and it was this older woman. She was smoking Marlboro Reds because she could still smoke, and drinking Budweisers. Oh, and she's I just screaming at this guy, and she's like, "Show us your butt," and like <laughs> stuff like that. And the guy's like trying to deal with her, but he he just can't get a word edgewise. And they're not helping at all. Like the 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 manager's not helping at all. And so finally the guy was like, fuck you, and he just storms off stage. So then the the owner, she goes, I don't care what you do, just shut her up. So I go up there before I brought the headliner up, and I told her, like, basically told her to go shut the fuck up, and she gave me the finger and stormed out. But I was like, she's gone at least. And her family was like, they were quiet then. And I bring up the headliner. Why, we're not allowed to laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, exactly, that's what they say. Excuse yeah. me, I'm not allowed to laugh one. I can't, yeah. I can't. We all paid $30 to be here. What all I'm doing, all I'm doing is laughing. What? I can't laugh. Is it a crime to have a good time? Dude, 100% of the time, those ladies drop a hard R. And she had a surface yeah. iguana. Because <laughs> it's Levittown. So, get in the car, Jim. That's <laughs> my therapy snake boa. So I uh, I bring up the headliner, who is a ventriloquist, and he's bringing up, he's got all these different, you know, he's got like seven different dolls that he's doing shit with. And the woman comes back in, and she sits down, but she's quiet. She learned her lesson. And he decided, he saw the whole show. The headliner's seen the whole show. He's been doing comedy for 30 years at this point. Mm -hmm. He saw what happened. Ten minutes in, he starts engaging her in conversation. Oh no! It's like, why would you do this? Like, it's just well, let's sleep. Were any of the puppets mischievous? Was this mischievous puppet? No, he had a black puppet. He oh, he did, he did have a black, and his name was Mister. His black puppet's name was Mister Johnson, and it was literally the most racist thing I've ever seen. It <laughs> he was an old black guy. It, re, it was it was awful. So, but he did the Apollo with it, I think, at once. Yeah, he did. And yeah, so um, he was also the drummer for Hall and Oates for a while. He was a touring drummer for yeah. Hall and Oates. Did you know that? Yeah, that's the guy this, I was talking about. His name's Pete Michaels. He went to heaven like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, but, um, Pete. Yeah. He, he, uh, he was also in a Beatles cover band with his kids. Yeah, and he he, he played the Paul McCartney part. But look, Paul McCartney, if he had a no, but the high a, a hormone problem, he looked like a fat, like he ate Paul. Look like Jaws, yeah, yeah, like a like look like an RC coal machine with a Beatles wig, <laughs> big fat. Anyway, dude, speaking of retarded people, I wanted to ask you guys if you heard. Oh wait, 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 no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Just, your story. just wait, hear the ending. It's yeah, all, sorry, it's, 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 oh. thirty seconds away. Oh sorry. yeah. Sorry. So so this woman screaming stuff. <laughs> And she literally yells at the ventriloquist. She goes, you're a sicko. 
And look, which is a weird thing to say. Like, uh, but I okay, just, but I agree. Yeah, I'll follow her. He's like, "You're a sicko," and he goes, and he's sitting there with his ventriloquist, and she had been watching for like twenty minutes, and and he goes, "Why am I a sicko?" And she goes, "I don't like the way you're touching that baby." <laughs> <laughs> she called the pop on a baby. <laughs> she thought he was molesting a baby, and that he had a trunk full of babies <laughs> that he was molesting one after another. Dude, that is Levittown, truck. Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, contact Bri- Would you say Bristol or Levittown? Uh, Bristol. Yeah. Bristol. Uh, okay. Bristol, Pennsylvania. I, yeah, dude. I was there the very next week, and some comic came from L.A. back to, there to perform. I, f- I forget who it was. But, uh, I don't know, but anyway, he's on stage, and he's doing, like, thinky L.A. material. Like, my psychiatrist says, and these people have, like, flannel shirts and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, Adult and, braces. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, you're paying a picture. Yeah hair from teeth right <laughs> doorknobs then he had but somebody heckled the guy in the audience and, he, and and here was the heckle where'd you get those shoes mcdonald's <laughs> and then through the community the rest of the goes what's what's wrong with my shoes and why would mcdonald's he, he just broke his brain he, he flew about the whole night what does that mean, what does that mean? you know what's fucked up is if uh if that happened to a 25 year old comedian right now they'd put that on instagram like more crowd work i'm fucking killing it out yeah. here just <laughs> Getting flummoxed by an audience member and no one laughing. You're like, hell yeah, dude, this is content. That's the current state of internet comedy. Tim, I gotta ask you, how are you holding up in that chair, man? I'm doing fine, dude. Right, I feel man. great. Do you want to switch places? Or are you yeah, absolutely? I will. I would prefer to not move. Put okay. your feet up. No, I couldn't. Um, <laughs> did you guys see the the guy in? Um, I think it was Mississippi stole a plane and he threatened to did crash he? into a Walmart. Oh yeah, Walmart. what happened? Did he, he didn't die. They got him. They, they got yeah. yeah. He, he threatened to fly into a Walmart. Dude, he got on the radio and he threatened to crash the plane into a Walmart. And then uh, eventually he was just like, Psh, "Man, it's not even worth it." And he landed. <laughs> and they arrested him. But I, I was obsessed over uh, during the week with just imagining like fielding the call where a guys like. I have control of an aircraft. I'm going to crash into a Walmart. And instead of them being like, what are your demands? They had to be like, look, man, we've all been there. <laughs> look, dude, come on, man. <laughs> Which one do you want to go? To? Give yeah. me the address. Yeah, for real. Like, I, the, that place is full of innocent diabetics picking up opioid prescriptions. <laughs> they didn't do anything to deserve this, dude. And then after all of it, he just goes, whatever, man, and fucking lands the plane. Never even fucking. <laughs> what a fucking bitch, dude. I get that he's, pro- he's probably just getting in the holiday spirit. It being September 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, dude, you got to follow through on that kind of thing. You can't be the neighbor for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, dude, you fucking. The last one where that happened, that guy did follow through. With it. Sky King. Yeah. Yeah. That would also make me because Sky, Sky King ruled. He what, spit who he, wisdom. Who did he hit? Like, he I think he just a... ditched himself. Oh, yeah. okay. He was just, they oh, were friend. like, please land the plane, dude. You got no, everything to live for. And he was just like, nah. And kaboom. Yeah. There was a kid up in, like, Portland or Seattle. A, like maybe 15, 20 years ago, it was like the Barefoot Bandit, I think his name was. Oh, yeah, he stole his own planes. Going across he the was country. like this 18-year-old kid, and he literally, he literally stole like, I think like eight different planes at different times and would just like fly into different parts of the oh, country, even different parts of the world, yeah. I think some planes, you don't, it's not like a car. You don't need a key. You just want to pull the thing. Breathalyzer. Yeah, <laughs> breathalyzer. <laughs> Push start it. <laughs> That's a good flight. You got to take a flight, and uh, the pilot goes, "Hold on, to blow on this tube." On the Cessna, <laughs> to blow the air thing on there. Uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, that, that's one thing I miss, man. I was I was texting a friend about this today, uh, something relative, but I miss getting rip roaring drunk before going on an airplane flight. You can't do that anymore. I can't. Oh, but. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. It's not illegal, but <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. No, My spine's messed up. No, it's a great story. Uh, Heskey was going to fly across the country, mm-hmm. and he asked Mayo for anything like Xanax to make him the flight go, and he gave James something, and then he came back about two minutes later. He goes, "Wait a minute, I think you gave the wrong. I think it was a Viagra." Very <laughs> 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 story. Mayo gave him Viagra by mistake. <laughs> dude, I, if I get if I get too relaxed on a plane. And my body goes limp. I need to see a chiropractor when I land. Like Ugh. I'm not designed for any airplane seat. And if I don't sit up completely rigid, it's it's all, all my bones get misaligned. My friend, the milkman, has a bad back from liver and milk and reenact civil wars. Yes, at the Morristown Mall, in New Jersey, they have the the high end massage chairs. I mean, the whole thing from your head to your it's, it's penis. like fi- you say penis. That's, yeah, per- <laughs> that's pervert heaven. Well, they just got him in, so he and I were there in a one like a Saturday. It's, it's, it's like five bucks for five minutes. Did right? he get an email? No, but it felt so great. Oh, we loved it. We loved it. it felt so great. The next day, we went to go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, there, did you ever see the, the clumps? 
<laughs> you know the mother yeah. and the clumps, Eddie Murphy playing the mother? Mm-hmm. There was two women that looked like that, sitting on them, not using them, just waiting. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, they're probably breaking wind. And uh, and and it's just, no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not being racist, but John, just, come on, man. Uh, no, they weren't throwing the money. They were definitely for it in those chairs. Yeah. <laughs> just... Uh, I've used one of those chairs exactly once, and I mm. never will again. On your head, yeah, but they also try to penetrate your butt. <laughs> <laughs> they get you. Yeah. I know that about these fucking chairs. These, somewhere towards the end, it turns into a little bit of a Sibian <laughs> motion, <laughs> and it starts ro- it starts buzzing your tower. It starts talking to you. Does <laughs> it feel good when I do this? Well, Hollywood Adventure has <laughs> chair suits for, pedoph- <laughs> for for men to do that. I got the mall. It looks like it has a face on it. Oh, no. Ow. Hey, kid, why, why are you going to diet? A, mas- a massage chair suit? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you getting it, Mike? I, I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> That's going to be my costume this year instead of Beetlejuice. I'm coming in as one of the chairs. All right, I'm going to sit on that thing. <laughs> oh, um, oh, man. My, uh, my friend, the Del- do you remember Del Vecchio? Oh sure, yeah. Very funny guy. It just really, he would say wacky thing, but he, he had a joke about when his daughter turns sixteen, uh, he'll get her anything she wants—a car. Because I want to get her one thing that she should have. And he goes a pool, and uh, he goes she go for exercise and fitness. And then he said, "Well, then she can bring her hot sixteen-year-old friends over, oh, right?" Jesus. And he goes, "And I'd be outside wearing a tree suit, right?" <laughs> and her friends like, "Ew, why is that sycamore have an erection?" And she's and his daughter's like, "Dad, right? <laughs> well." <laughs> He did that. You can't do that joke today at all, mm-hmm. anywhere. I don't know if there was ever a great time for that <laughs> one. <laughs> he, he also had a joke about people that are uh, slowish, okay. that begins with the letter R, about how they have super strength, mm-hmm. like Zan and Jaina. Romanians? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had some. You, there's, there's no way you could do this joke today. And he said, uh, it's true. That he goes, they have super strength. He goes, four R people built I 95. Just four of them. <laughs> And and there's no way you could say any of this ever. I guarantee I could say that tomorrow. I'm going to steal that joke tomorrow. No one's stopping you from saying retarded. Actually, people make a lot of noise about it. I get a lot of people oh. going like, please stop saying that. And I just go, I would prefer to keep saying it. And they go, okay, that's it. There's no no one stopping you from that, dude. I don't, I don't think it's too... F- I do a job on Winchester Street, which mm-hmm. I think... That's near me. Yeah, you. Was that also bi- built by four retards? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I had to uh, remodel a lady's bathroom, and she went... People are getting new toilets these days. They're, they come two inches higher. As you get older, they're like... They're, they're called chair height. They're not, not like a hospital. It's about two inches higher. Old Why? people like them. It's going on her hips and her knees and stuff, right? So we go over her house, and the lady has a slowish daughter. And she looked like, uh, like you know, like. Hey, do you still have that sycamore costume? <laughs> <laughs> she, she looked. She had like a frizzy hair, and, and she was a bit slow. So the lady's going, "Yeah, can you get me one of those new toils for the bathroom?" And you go, "Yeah." Well, her daughter was standing in the doorway, and she broke wind, and it was two minutes straight. It didn't stop once. And the mom goes, "You know that's not right. Get out of here!" And she's going, "Ha ha ha!" And she wouldn't stop doing it. She walked away on her steps, and she was, she broke wind the whole for two. Had to be two minutes. Oh, she a clump? Yes. No, no. She's <laughs> but uh, that happened. Damn, dude, that's a. That's a shiny Pokemon. Yes. Getting a watch, getting a watch of retard crush. Apart. That's why I left. That's why I left California. To come back to do that stuff. <laughs> that's a must too. Money. I, I don't what? know how our, our friends are out there. Oh, he's oh he's writing for a. We have a friend that writes. What's that show where the lawnmowers fight each other? Uh, <laughs> he's a writer for Battlebots. But um, but yeah, you know, that's good. But like, it's tough to me. You know, I have a wife. I didn't and know they child. had writers. Doesn't does he? I think so. Yeah, like machines are going to just do shit on their own. He's a great guy. He's typing out like beep boop. But he's a great guy and he works hard at he's doing it. But he's got a son and a wife out there and just, it's just, I don't know, it's so tough to make a living. Yeah, I think you want to get a job on a writing staff. Then you hope the show doesn't get canceled. It's like, oh, when American Idol first started, it was. What's not Carson Dale? The guy in the morning, the, the two, the two. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest and a guy named Ryan Dunkelman. Brian Dunkelman. Mm-hmm. He, he was on for like the first season. He provided. He was the comedian, telling jokes and wacka wacka. Well, they fired him. So I just sort of Google search. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. He said he's driving Lyft and Uber because he went through a bad divorce. Uh-huh. And he's trying to do cartoon voices and just. 
it's just like tough, man. Like, oh, like, imagine getting divorced out in LA. Like, holy shit. I would just kill my I life. don't know. That'd be so cool. Mm. Just like driving down the coast wearing sunglasses, being like, this fucking bitch took a half of everything. You know what I mean? Oh, I think th- I think there's a type of guy that's cut out for that lifestyle. Just just mad as fuck that your bitch took half your money. You know what I mean? Nothing like your people aren't returning your calls. People are siding with her. There's a guy that's just like fueled by that. He's driving a shitty old convertible. Mm. It needs like a new transmission. And nothing ever goes his way, and he just yeah. drinks himself to death. That yeah, sounds like just, a pretty he's cool. He's just life. living the Rockford yeah. Files. Like, yeah. I literally thought when I was this is not not even a joke. When I was a little kid, I thought L.A. was where divorced dads went. Like because like I had two of my friends who dads were divorced, and they both moved to L.A. And I thought that's just where they go when kids when dads. That's uh, a divorced like, dad rainbow bridge. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's something like, like philosophical. Big word for me, uh, but it's weird as you get older, you realize that with like. What's important is like you want your family and kids mm-hmm. or your wife and stuff like that. That's that's your your anchor there, right? In LA, you're you're, you're three thousand miles from your family. Uh, you're with neurotic weirdos. The people I, I befriended out there were all East Coasters or even uh, like Boulder or Portland, California. Yeah. They're they're very like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of com- competition out there. I'm not saying it's negative. I but you just got to go out there with the right frame of mind. No, I, I think uh, every time every time I branch out a little bit more in all this stuff and I see like a little bit more that I hadn't seen before, I do kind of retract a little bit and I go like, ah, this kind of doesn't line up with anything I really care about. Like the, the seeing seeing like what actually makes a career and stuff like that, I do kind of just go like, eh, I don't know, man. This isn't really for me. I'm fine making the money I make now forever and just like that doesn't need to change at all. I don't need to enter all that like competi- competition shit. I think like staying on my shit and like keeping my priorities straight is probably, I don't know, it's not very funny, but. Well, when the model yeah. changes like so many times, like it used to, you had to go to one of those two places to make it fit. And now it's mm-hmm. like, look what you guys are doing. And, and like, you can find that, that path yourself from right here. Mm-hmm. He, he does, he's got a new podcast where he t- talk about like rock and roll, different issues. Oh, yeah, people. I did it. And, yeah. it's, and it's real fun. It's neat. And, and they're getting followers and, uh, you find your outlet, uh, but especially people go, I want to be, do a comedy. Yeah, yeah everybody's funny. I some, mm-hmm. mostly, hopefully, somehow. Most normal people yeah. have um, a shot at being funny. Um, I think uh, the majority of people who go like, "I'm funny," it's just like, "Nah, not really, man." Um, Tim, how has the adjustment been in the past week with uh, your youngest son going to school now? Oh no! With Fritz starting kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I will say this: it's been a while since I had a child in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we went, and they had like parent visitation morning, and you come in, and they show you the classroom. I talked about this on Stoner Dad. Sorry. Does he go? Is it full day or or, or full? It was a half day, and then a couple days off, and then um, we went back together. Yeah. And now Tuesday he goes back full time, but I, you know, it's they still go to school in the hood. I'm working on that part. I'll get them out soon. But it's a very nice school. It's a charter school, and I go in, and I'm looking. You know, I'm I, I forget how clean like the lower grades are, and how how like polite the children are. Like they're not old and, and shitty yet. Mm-hmm. So I like instantly I kind of like let my guard down a little bit. The teacher was this nice lady who, like, I don't know how she had kids of her own. That's all I really care about because if you don't know how to connect with a kid, like I kind of like you have no business doing it. So I I. I had this realization though because she was talking about like their syllabus for the year. She was like, "We're going to learn numbers up to twenty. We're going to know every letter." And I was just like, "This kid doesn't know shit. <laughs> this kid doesn't. This is barely like." I had to rethink every interaction I've had with this kid. It's like, oh, this kid doesn't know a fucking the first thing about the world. I think I've had conversations with this kid, and he's just like repeating sounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> I obviously he's he's better off than that, but. Uh, well, I was I was being kind of a dickhead about this like, a couple weeks ago because I said he's starting school and I said we're beginning the process of like just watching the light in his eyes go out. And I, uh, you know, I, that to me sounds a little bit too pessimistic. I want to walk that back. Mm-hmm. My older kids, they they have like passions and interests and stuff like that. They kind of like put up with all the shit of like going to a school in the hood in Philly, and they are still like cool kids. They're themselves. They're not they're not wiggers. I guess that's my main priority. So I was being kind of a downer about it before. I want to walk back back. I, you know, like anything else, it's what you make of it. And we're, we're in a good spot. I'm not, I'm not sweating anymore. I feel good. Thank you for good, asking man. me that. Yeah, man. But that, you said that something great there, but when kids have a sm- spark on their eyes and they're having these sing along, there's, oh, yeah. they have to like, it's like they're like the thousand yard stare. They've been, they you know, come back and they're just staring. Like they're not, 
I started working yeah. from... Oh, I started working... <laughs> I started stabbing myself in the dick. I started working from home when he was like two or three years old, you know, full time. So this kid... As a modern child, with all the trappings of, of society and, and the advances we've made, right? The good, the, the drawbacks that come back with the, come with the advance. He's had his, both of his parents with him every day. You can't beat that. Since like two years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got enough of a head start on whatever, whatever like societal norms are going to tie down this kid's personality and kind of like snuff out the flame that I think is his personality. Whatever's coming, dude. I got enough of a base build up on him that I think we'll be fine. You're 100 percent on the money, buddy. Dude, That's there it. was there was a point where like I, I also I, might just be in the middle of a manic episode. No, <laughs> I, th- I think you're doing everything right, and uh, I've been rethinking like just rethinking everything that I value in life for the past month or so. And uh, dude, I I my son was in a, a summer basketball league. And that was like some of the most fun that I had all summer was taking him to these games and setting goals with him and seeing him like meet these goals and like get better and better and put in the work to get better was was something that really brought me joy. But then like I couldn't go to his last two games because I work Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where it'd be Monday nights or times it would be it would be fucking Tuesday nights. But these last two games happened to be on Sundays and I couldn't make it. And at that point. I decided, like, fuck this. I'm just not working Sundays anymore. So today was the last Sunday I'm working. So nice. I'm very happy man. about nice. that. But, what but, did the congregation say? <laughs> <laughs> they, cool with that? they were not happy, Chad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm recommitted to not just, like, you mentioned, like, about, like, having fun, which was a big big thing that was jamming me up. I have recommitted to that, but at the same time, it's it's been more of, like, a deeper analysis in regards to, like, everything that I'm fucking doing. And eliminating everything that doesn't fucking contribute to something which makes everybody in this household happier. Yeah. And I think at the very least, it's like, I just want to, I kind of like want to be, I want to serve my family better because I never did that. Like my, I always like put like the, the wife stuff on my wife for the most part, but like, I kind of want to do all that stuff now. Like I want to be home to fucking, to like. You know, make everybody's food. I, wanna, I mean, dude, the, the 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 more hours you cut from your real job, the more you better. I know get I'm going to be doing stuff. that. Yeah, you better get in the bitch stuff, or you're going to feel like yeah. a big loser. Yeah, but like I want to do that stuff more and more because I see th- they're getting older now. Like they're there are teenagers, and Mike's the only one who's young enough to still be kid kiddish. And it's like I don't want to miss out on any more than that because he's the last one. Mm-hmm. After that. It's the it's cat's in done. the cradle and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the cat's about to be in the cradle, brother. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what that song was about until like uh, three months ago. And I oh. listened to it and I was like, I, I felt all the dread oh. that I should have felt since I was a child. I think yeah. it all snapped into me at once. Uh, it hit it's you about quick, Vietnam, man. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just posed that like three months ago about Mason Reese was a fat, weird looking, <laughs> was a weird looking child actor in the 60s and 70s. He's, uh-huh. he's still alive. He's really weird looking. Like looks like Bruce Valanche as a kid. He's like, right? Yeah. Well, he's on the Mike Douglas show. It was a talk show out of Philadelphia, and Mike Douglas goes, uh, "We have a new guest on it." Said Harry, Jim uh, Harry Chapin, and let's let's, let's Mason introduce the song. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "It's not." And, that. and the kid's like, "What? Like nine? Oh, I didn't know that." And he goes, "It's not that song, is it?" And he goes, "I hate that song. I can't do it." He starts crying because it's cats in the cradle because it made him so upset. <laughs> and he cried, and the whole time he's like, "It's." Uh. And he goes, oh, "So Mike Douglas goes, all right." Harry Chapin's McCaffrey, and Harry Chapin before he sings a song goes, uh, "Oh no, don't don't worry, Mason." And then he sings a song. It's such a like weird, touching, sad, sweet. not weird, but a sad song. Uh, but that does mean a lot. Like, I wish my dad was a freaking plumber, worked seven days a week, but he, I had to beg him like take me to movies, and mm-hmm. I was talking like a weird horror movie, like American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. maybe Sarah going, "What is this shit?" <laughs> but, like, I spend time, to- spend time with him. Um, he didn't like the uh, the farcical yeah. werewolf. He yeah. was like, "This is too. This is beyond the pale." No, then what kind of stuff was he into? War, as he got all, all stuff? Gol- as he got already got involved in golf, and, and then uh, I accidentally went to a. Uh, he got got involved in golf or golf golf. He was one of the like, under the bridge no, dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he worked at a, no, he worked at a golf station. Uh, <laughs> he volunteers at a hot topic now. <laughs> uh, one time, I accidentally rented an adult romance video. Mm-hmm. That Howard Stern suggested, like some ginger Lynn adult porno. Oh, okay. So I went to a something video and I rented it. And this is on VHS tape. They put it in the black box, clamp the lid, and give it to you. And I had borrowed my dad's car to go out and do it. So I get home, I open up, and I'm not making this up for the sake of joke. 
the they put the wrong VHS tape in there. It was they called Clown Fucker Seven. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it for about half an hour. And uh, it was weird. People in clown makeup having sex with crazy circus music. So I'm like, shit. And I get it and I put it back in the car. Every it back cum shot's bukkake. <laughs> Just never know when it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at, and seventh, it was the seventh in the series. So anyway, so I, I go to a, I go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it right back before it closes. And here mm-hmm. it was like eight o'clock at night. I couldn't take it back, and I, I left it in the back seat of the car. My dad's grand am. So next day I go to work and I come home and the tape's not back there. Uh-huh. And I, I go, Dad, where's my friend Al, the Silver War Milkman's VHS tape he left when I picked him from the car? And he goes, it's in the goddamn garage up on the shelf. Right, I'm thinking my dad probably popped it and says, "Clown fucker seven. He's like, "That's why he's always asking me to take him to the circus." <laughs> right, right? And I, but that was not my. I was so embarrassed. My dad probably thought it was a, a uh, filthy pervert. Yeah, <laughs> clown sex. Uh, right, let's I, switch over to the Patreon. Okay, oh. <laughs> perfect. perfect time. Yeah, if you're not on our Patreon yet, go to Patreon.com/slash podcast. You can pay whatever the fuck you want. We'll be over there in about ten minutes with Chip Chantry and John Cancel. Guys, what do you want to plug before we go over there? Uh, listen to the Cancel Culture podcast on Apple and Google, whatever. Po- cancel Culture with a K. Yeah, and just uh, at Chip Chantry on Twitter and Instagram and uh, my podcast, uh, I Love Rock and Roll and A Dangerous Thing. Oh, just uh, please, please come to my Twitch. It's so hard to leave the house right now. This is all I can do is, is Twitch and uh, twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly it's, but it's so much fun and um, if you give a shit about Rocket League at all I think this current season's ending and I found a uh, I met a teammate randomly a I guy, a guy jumped into my Twitch chat and he goes yo I'm about your level let's team up and he ended up being like the missing piece of the puzzle for my competitive Rocket League career so in the next six days I'm going to try to turn pro I'm sick dude I'm trying to get nice. sponsored for Rocket League I'm just kidding, but I am playing at a high level, and I think I need people to see. I need people to know that I'm actually skilled at something. Brother, you just need eyeballs on everything that you're doing, because I can't tell you. You know I'm your biggest fan, Oh. and I think it's only a matter of time before everything you do explodes. Oh, thank you. Well, it's, I think we're all having fun, and that's all I really value. We are, baby. All right. Uh, check out uh, Little Snickers. Also, in like uh, in about a month, I'm going to have a pre-sale for On Perks, the book that I'm writing right now, and with the pre-sale, uh, you'll... You'll get a copy of the physical book, uh, the ebook, and also an audio book, which uh, my friends have graciously appeared to take part in. So three of these guys, all you guys are going to do it. Fucking uh, McCusker, Ian, fucking Lemaire, Shaner, Six. All the boys are going to be taking part in the On Perks audio version, so I can't wait for that. So I'm going to be begging you in about a month to buy my book because... Like I just mentioned. You're not um, going to have to beg, dude. People are going to be so Oh, uh, I hope so, man. People are going to be pumped on getting this book. Oh, uh, because pretty soon I'm quitting my job altogether. So I'm going to fucking hunt down everybody who I've ever met and just beg them to buy my book. You're on the right path, man. Thank you, brother. I feel right it. Call. So I love you guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to be over on Patreon in about 10 minutes. See you there. Later. I, Tim, I, I smell better. I mean, your back is showing. It's, 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 it